right, blockaders, you know what time it is. It's time to sit down with the man, the myth, the legend himself after a high day of clamming, Mr. Robin Vote. Let's sit back, relax, and make the jump into a galaxy far, far away. Man, rumor has it that galaxy's even out far past Dorchester. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to freaking Make the Jump here from the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network. You're welcoming in episode 10 of the show, Make the Jump, with your host here, your bad boy, Robin Vote, And of course, sitting on the West Coast on the other side of the country is my good friend, the Mafex Mendo, Mr. Jared Chilson. Dude, what is up tonight? How's it go, folks? It's nice, beautiful, and sunny over here in California. Oh man, it's amazing. And it's so hot that I was sweating today. But anyways, we have some amazing, amazing stuff to talk about. So what have you been getting into? Like we like we've had a couple of good announcements from from Funko about about uh you know Cat and Rex being dropped on New yeah. York Comic Con. That's exciting. I'm excited about that. How about you? What what other things are you want to mention before we, we jump into the main subject? When I saw, and I'm so glad you bring up the New York Comic Con stuff, because I so badly wanted to get press passes this year. I was, like, on top of it. I was like, dude, I got to submit. I For all the Comic Cons up, up my way here, I was submitting them left and right. And I'm like, here we go, Brick City, Brick City. Let's get into some of these. New York Comic Con is such a freaking tough one to get into. Oh. And, you know, I love it when they announced that the Captain Rex um, was going to be New York Comic Con exclusive, but it's going to be a shared Funko with Hot Topic. Yes. And I see that, and I got a Hot Topic literally five minutes away from me at the mall up the road, and I'm like, I'm going to scoop that bad boy up. Exactly. And and the good thing is that Hot Topic usually has a, a large amount of exclusives. So uh, for, for all of you Funko hunters, they're, they're usually in plentiful supply, and then uh, after they open that day, they usually have them either the night before or the the same day online, you know, you could pay for in-store pickup and not pay for shipping. So it, you know, don't, don't worry about this one. This one's going to be fairly easy to get. That's the one thing that I know I've talked with Andrew Garish on uh, words of the wills about is, you know, a lot of people are always like, Oh, you know, I, when it comes to the shared exclusive specifically, I mean, I'm even thinking back to star Wars celebration last year. Everybody's like, Oh, you know, I got to get this one. I got to get this one. I got to get this one. Half of them, like the Hot Topic exclusive, the shared exclusives with Celebration, are still on the shelf at Hot Topic. Oh, yeah. And it's people like get up in this whole thing, Jared, about like, I got to grab it now. I got to grab it now. But then you go on Funko Pop Price Guide and then you look at the residual value of some of them, too. And, and, it, and it's like, oh, hey, ho, ho, ho. I just invested in a Supreme Leader Snoke and he's worth 97 cents now. Like, yeah. It's like there's an interesting balance. And I love to look at Funko Pop Price Guide. You know, when it comes to shared exclusives with conventions, because it seems like the convention exclusives always bring in one of the better values, too, when it comes to Funko Pops, I feel. Definitely. Yeah. Some retailers uh, do have a little bit more exclusivity in, in the in the Funko Pop collecting world. It's it's a little bit difficult to really dive into because we could talk all day about that. But, oh, yeah. but uh, yeah, some some ex, uh, some retailers have, you know, limited quality quantity like uh just for example, over San Diego Comic Con, they had a the heavy metal girl, Cora. Uh, uh, yes. Yes, I really wanted that one, but then I found out that it was Toy Tokyo that was going to be carrying it, and uh, almost every single exclusive that Toy Tokyo gets 
the the Funko Pop price guy just skyrockets and so oh. I was just thinking, up, oh, all right, maybe I'll just not worry about it. <laughs> right, right, because you'll find a way to get it. Like yeah. that's, that's the whole point. And there's this weird balance sometimes of people like, like I said before, like I got to get it now, I got to get it now. But then you start seeing that there's a, an availability of them out there, and you just jump on it whenever you get the chance. Or obviously, when the price is best, some people turn them around and, and they sell at such high value. And then they don't sell, and then you buy it at high value, and then it's sitting on eBay for twenty, thirty dollars less. And that's exactly right. I I was listening to uh, our good friend William Junowski over at the Door Cleaner the other week. He was talking yeah. about picking up the San Diego Comic Con exclusive uh, Luke Skywalker and Lance Speeder for thirty dollars cheaper than retail. And I quickly went to eBay and I checked it out. I'm like, oh my god, he's right. You know, yeah. if I I really wanted to get another one. Now is the best time to go because people are seeing that it's not moving and, and the demand is not there anymore. So if, you know, if you're, if you're in it, you really want it. And you know, you could get over that, that residual, I need it now type of thing. You could definitely find a really good deal on it. Yeah. And it's out there. You just got to keep your eyes peeled. You have to check like social media too. I know I follow Kylo collector on uh, Instagram and he's always got pictures of, this was found at this target or this was found at this Walmart. This was found online at this price. You know, there's so many great resources out there, including other podcasts out there. I mean, six scale scavengers, the stuff that Brian is doing with Chris and Jim, when it comes to hot toys, I mean, they're really picking it down to the point of this is where the best deals are. These are places you can go and this is what you should buy. And this is what you shouldn't buy. That's the other thing, Jared, is the whole concept of this is what you should invest your time into for residual value going forward. And this is something that you should probably not touch right now or maybe not even think about right now. Thought about the other night when I was watching the Emmys was how much attention Game of Thrones, even though the series had essentially come to like a quiet hold, yet it won so many awards at the Emmys. And I'm stand- and I'm sitting there watching it. Benioff and Weiss are right there. And I'm like, oh, crap, I forgot. They're doing some Star Wars, too. Yeah. And, and you have Amelia Clark, who, who's been in Star Wars now. You've had, you know, Thandi Newton. You've had so many different actors and actresses that, that Benioff and Weiss have worked on, not just in Game of Thrones, but in other projects. And I'm starting to wonder if, okay, Amelia Clark has found her way into Solo, A Star Wars Story, maybe into something else. How much of Benioff and Weiss's influence and in some of the actors from Game of Thrones are going to play into Star Wars at some point, whether it's in their series or other places? I mean, Peter Dinklage in Star Wars. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would be such a great little twist in. I mean, there, there's so many people that I feel like would qualify for really good Star Wars characters. I mean, just off, the, off of my head, you know, uh, the wolf, he would be amazing yes. Star Wars character. God, there's so many of them in Game of Thrones. I can't even narrow it down. I'm, I'm thinking of... Kit Harrington would be fantastic. In that's who I was thinking of. I, I was, I was going to say Jon Snow, but man, I was going to, I was going to try and find his name. But yeah, I, it, Kit Harrington is, I feel like is pure Star Wars. I don't know, because he has the physique, he has the look, you know, the grittiness and, uh-huh. you know, he's new enough to where, where it would fit his, his resume. So I think... I think that would be a good a good move. Like, and, but you know, this is all speculation and and our our wish list because there you know like you know there's so many there's so many more that that are on that list that I would have absolutely love on on Star Wars. Even in just the Force Awakens alone, Max von Sydow made his appearance as Lor Senteca. Right. So th- th- there seems to be a history here of 
Benioff and Weiss having influence and maybe going to Disney and going to Lucasfilm and saying, hey, you know what? I recently worked on Game of Thrones with this person, this person, this person. I totally think they would fit in the Star Wars universe. And I don't know. I think there's going to be so much more of that influence. I wouldn't be surprised if in other shows that we don't see that happen. You know, actors and actresses from Stranger Things and from Walking Dead. Star Wars is going to start pulling, and James Brown actually brought this up, Jared. I'm going to be curious to hear your thoughts on this. And I think it's a really good... I think it's a really good... always has really good ideas, too. Yeah. It's, It's a really fascinating one. And it's that whole idea of, okay, Marvel is pulling in the actors and actresses that are recognizable faces. He said to the point of, all right, Star Wars is great for bringing the no names into the galaxy far, far away and giving them a, a future career. But much like Daisy Ridley and others, it's hard for them to leave that role and to go into other films without being recognized as, yeah, you know what, that's right. And, and that's true. That's that's always been kind of the curse of, of Star Wars. You know, I mean, you know, Hayden Christensen has is stuck in that stuck in that role you know that poor guy i mean he's done many great movies that i actually have enjoyed yeah uh you know vanishing on seventh street i loved it oh that's a great movie and of course mark hamill you know but he struggled for a while but he came out on top being a voice actor you know Uh, the the only two actors that i could really think of that have really come out on you know on their own were the ones who just kept on doing movies kept on doing movies and that was harrison ford and then uh, Ewan McGregor, you know, those two are, are the ones that, you know, you just don't remember them as Han Solo. You know, you remember him as Jack Ryan. You remember him as uh, Indiana Jones, definitely. You know, you, yeah. you know, you remember him from the, you know, from Air Force One, you know, because he, he, you know, he was blessed with so many good scripts as well to have like really good, you know, one-liners like get off my plane, you know. Yeah. Everybody knows that movie because of that line. So, but then Ewan McGregor has, he just, I, I feel like he's so nonchalant about his career. Like he's not, he's not too focused on it. You know, he did a, a motorcycling series with his best buddy, you know, uh, there was two of them. There was one that was called the long way down. And then the, the long way around where he uh, travels the entire world on, on his motorcycle, you know? Yeah. And that was a really good series. And, you know, nobody even knew about it. So, but, you know, because that's just, you know, he's so Obi-Wan-esque. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's just very, you know, not too interested. But, you know, but these poor actors, like uh, um, like the kid that played Anakin Skywalker. And, oh, yes, I know you're talking about. Yep. And he kind of just got stuck in, in it and he just couldn't, you know, get away from it. You know, we see the seeds of that happening to, you know, Kelly, to Daisy, Yes, John, you know, you know, all these all these new actors that that keep on getting badgered by by social media. I I just want them to be able to shut that off and and become stronger people because I absolutely love them. You know, yeah, I mean, even Oscar Isaac to a certain point, it was hard for me when watching X-Men Apocalypse and then suddenly you see Apocalypse Rise. I'm like, oh, that's evil Poe Dameron. Uh It, It was really, really hard. And even he is now finding himself in indie films and in some pretty, pretty big budget films that are probably going to be award winners next next time around. Oh, yeah. And and I, it's so hard for a lot of movie fans. They still associate him with Poe Dameron. And I think that they're really trying to get away from that. But two exceptions for me, I feel, are Natalie Portman and um, Liam Neeson. Oh, yeah. Two from the prequels that were really associated, and I'll say this, were associated with what is understood as 
really bad Star Wars films. Right. And were very well-known actors and were able to find a way out. And I feel, based on what James Brown has kind of hypothesized and shared his point on, is that, like Marvel, where they bring in the big names, it wouldn't hurt Star Wars. And I think it wouldn't hurt Star Wars to bring in some names sometimes. I think Matt Smith coming into Episode Nine is fantastic. Benicio Del Toro coming into The Last Jedi was a great move. I, I think that they're starting to pull that formula into Star Wars now, and, it, and it's helping out the films. I want to see some more of that. I, I really do. I want to see Peter Capaldi from Doctor Who come into this, you know? You see Ewan McGregor come back into the Star Wars universe. As much as those rumors circulate, see that happen as well. What do you think, Jared? Do you think the big names give them some opportunities in Star Wars would be kind of cool? I think James is right. You know, big names get butts in seats. You know, that's, that, that's, that's a given, you know? I think using the big names as, as characters that are influencers, like Natalie Portman, like Liam Neeson, like even Sir Christopher Lee, you know? Yeah. Huge name, you know? But, you know, was it a huge, a huge part in, in the movie? Not, not really, you know? I mean, sad to say, Qui-Gon Jinn wasn't the hugest part of the movie. I mean, it, it was and it wasn't, you know? Yeah. But like, like it, it spawned the idea of what Qui-Gon can be. So, Jared, I do have to ask you before I wrap up this episode, People saw on social media, you went to the latest San Francisco Giants game and you checked out, what was it? Was it Star Wars night at the ballpark? Oh yeah, it was Star Wars night at the ballpark and we were having a blast because uh, I... Selfies everywhere. Oh yeah, definitely. And and the Golden Gate Garrison 501st, you know, shout out to those guys because those guys are, every single one of them that I run into or I meet, they're always incredibly fun, hilarious and uh you know, they're just incredibly friendly. I love them. And so, and so I, I ran into quite a few of them, a, co- a couple of cosplayers, you know, we got to talking, you know, we, we started sharing each other's social medias and everything. So that was really fun. And uh, it was just good old Star Wars fun, you know, just a bunch of fans, you know, hanging out, spending a large amount of money on VIP tickets. But <laughs> was it worth it? I would definitely do it again because that was incredibly fun because I was there for... I did the same package, you know, where, where we would go into this VIP area and we'd have, you know, this buffet and all these super fans, basically. I did yeah. the same package for uh, Barry Bonds's retirement ceremony. Oh, wow. You, you can only imagine, you know, there's, there's so many dark, diehard, you know, San Francisco fans. I, you know, I find myself in the middle of the whole controversy. You know, I really don't care that much. You know, I... I grew up in Oakland. I, you know, when that was happening, I was more of an Oakland A's fan, but now I have, you know, branch out because my wife is diehard San Francisco fan. So, you know, we go to 100% Giants games. (laughs) The crowd at the Barry Bonds retirement game was extremely little compared to this gigantic star, like Star Wars fans are a plenty in San Francisco. And it is, it is clear just by, just by seeing this you know small group of forty thousand fans you know that it is massive and there's so many people here that love star wars and have the same you know thoughts and love for star wars that they want to go out and they want to represent star wars and that right there is just amazing and so it was just so fun so cool to enjoy that day it was, it was amazing i loved it i mean nothing's better than going to the ballpark for a little major league baseball and, and seeing some stormtroopers walking around. Did you, did you run into any death troopers while you were there? 
no death troopers, but there was a, a Republic commando that I that I got to talking to, and uh, he he invited me out to drinks, and we're going to you know go over some five hundred first costuming sometime soon. So that's going to be awesome. Oh shoot, that is that is epic. Drinks with a rebel commando. Uh oh, I don't know how that could go. Right. I won't say much more than that. <laughs> you know that that's 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 a whole other story for another time. When Mister Mayfax Mando makes his way back on to make the jump here. All right, folks. We've come to that time of the show. Anything that we do here on the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network. It's a little thing we like to call plug time. Hey, plug time here from Make the Jump. Jared Chilson, Mr. Mayfax Mando, where can they find you across social media? The good people can follow your neighborhood Mayfax Mando on Instagram at Mayfax Mando BCB or Twitter Mayfax Mando BCB or on Facebook, uh, Facebook at Jared Chilson, where can the good people find you, Mr. Vote? They can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. Please make sure to check out all my tomfoolery in the galaxy far, far away. Over on Instagram at the official vote. Brick City Blockade can be found at www.brickcityblockade.com. That's where you can support us on Patreon. Make that donation every month. You get a cool little Brick City Blockade package, exclusive polls, and a way to get onto the show. Head on over to T Public, pick up a Mayfax Mando t shirt. And also make sure to support the podcast network by picking up one of our many designs over there. At the same time, make sure to support Starlight Children's Foundation through our A Galaxy of Hope program that we are running through with them, helping out kids in hospitals all across the United States and around the world, giving them a little something to smile about when the times are a little bit tough. Jared, thanks so much for coming on to make the jump, my man. We'll be talking soon. Thank you. As we always say here at the podcast network, may the force be with you. Always.